Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Tyler Lassard, VP Marketing at Vidyard, coming at you, and you are listening to The Sassholes. Welcome to Sassholes, a show dedicated to issues within the software as a service industry. We are revenue ops with a edge. All right, that's nice. Jamie, Jason, KG, myself, Pete, and Justin have a combined 100 years of making interesting decisions. Please subscribe to our weekly newsletter. And more importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel, okay? The minute you hit subscribe, for whatever reason, we pick up two or three users, so please subscribe. Today, our guest is Tyler Lassard. Tyler's a go-to-market executive with a passion for creative storytelling, community building, and data-driven marketing. He's currently the VP of Marketing at Vidyard, author of the Visual Sale and head of the Sales Feed Media Network, and amateur video creator. But before we get to Tyler, a sponsor for the show, NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents of athletes, get a doodle your noodle. That's a brain map before the season starts, so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. You get a physical every year, right? Well, get a brain checkup now. Schedule an appointment at neuronoodle.com. It only takes 20 minutes to get the data you need to ensure the quality of your athlete's future life. All right, we had a, a, a a survey that asked, should we continue our dad jokes? And the survey came back overwhelmingly, yes, KG. Survey says. Yes. All right. Yes, it is. All right, let's do it then. KG. Yes, Pete. I, the, the users want to hear it. So what is it? <laughs> what do you call a line of men waiting to get haircuts? I do not know. A barbecue. Let us get some comments on our blog at SauceFalls.net. Did I mention subscribe to your YouTube channel? Yes, KG, you, did. you got any, any shout-outs? Yeah, I only have two shout-outs today. Uh, one is uh, Kristen Sotosanto. She just used to be Kristen Black. Great salespeople, exceptional salesperson. For, she just started a new position as director of sales at Disco. And then uh, happy we used to work together. I know, exactly. Uh, that reminds me of that movie Airplane, by the way, the scene where he does the- Did you know, I do that right? You did, I think you did, yeah. Well, I did You're old, you're Continue. old. Uh, and then a happy birthday to Alia Singh. She started as a salesperson at ZipRecruiter and she's moved on to some uh, amazing things at uh, Adobe now, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and got her MBA at Cornell and stuff like that. Like Ooh. wicked smart. And then she was, but she started as a salesperson. So she, um, I guess she, got, she was smart. smarter. Not that smart. She was smart enough to get away from it, that's for sure. So, All right, that's two users we got uh, added to next week's show. Yeah, there uh, you go. Hey, uh, Rob Cavard is starting a new position as Chief Revenue Officer at Heart Energy. Ron Heyman, old school, back to the headhunter.net days. Got a new gig, head of customer solutions management at Amazon. You hear, ever hear of those guys? Zach Sealand. Yeah. Shared uh, that he's starting a new position as a researcher at Critical Point Partners. I think he was a big fan of NeuroNoodle back in the day. Alex Rux, good Northwestern kid, one year at Hydric and Struggles. They've never called me. I don't know why. Justin Main, six years at Bill Trust. Rick Pachuas for being promoted to senior program manager at Amazon. Rick, hopefully I got that name right. Edmar Abante, starting a new position as Enterprise Account Executive at Full Story. And Heather Ingram, PsyD, nine years at In Mind Out Emotional Wellness Center, LLC. 
Congrats all. KG, who is this fine gentleman you have uh, on the show for us today? Well, once again, like like many of our guests, yeah, he's like, who's this fine gentleman you're talking about? Yes, Mr. And, and then I'll go say a Mr. Lassard and you'd be like, wait, that's my father. No, um, <laughs> uh, I, I once again, like many of our, our great guests, um, I never met Tyler in particular, but I saw him do some presentations, I think with the AAISP, maybe a different, uh, a different group. And uh, that was it. Okay, great. And um, I followed him ever since for the last six months or so, and seen a lot of really, really awesome content that he's that he's produced. In addition to the fact that I'm just fascinated by the idea of video helping salespeople improve their probabilities of success or increasing, you know, connect rates and things like that. So I said, I had to reach out to Tyler long ago and get him booked on the booked on the show. So Tyler, <laughs> thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. It's been a long time coming. We had you booked for like six months, I think, didn't we? I know. No, I, I appreciate it. And between then and, and now I listened to a few episodes and uh, I tried to pull out, but apparently it was locked <laughs> in and I had to be here. So yeah, yeah see how this go. goes. Great to be here, guys. So Tyler didn't have anything better to do. Uh, <laughs> Something like that. So Tyler, tell us about yourself, all the different brands. Tell, tell us what you do. Marketing at uh, Vidyard, huh? Yeah, I got a lot, I got a lot, of, lot of things on the go these days, but they do all stem from my day job, which is my life here as VP Marketing at Vidyard. Uh, Vidyard is a video tech company. We have products for both marketing and sales teams. And so on the marketing side, we're a video hosting platform. On the sales side, as KG alluded to, we have tools that uh, make it easy for sales reps to record and send video messages to their prospects and clients, screen recordings, webcam videos, those kinds of things. And so as part of my life there, I have had the chance to just immerse myself in the evolving role of video, um, whether it be for marketing teams and campaigns, or over the last few years, uh, the use of video and sales as a, a new way to connect with audiences when you can't be there in person. So it's been a really fascinating journey. And stemming out of that, I wrote a book called The Visual Sale. Uh, I'm running something called the Sales Feed Media Network um, as an extension to what we're doing here at Vidyard. So it's been a heck of a lot of fun and uh, a great opportunity to really dive into that area. Can you, I, I, I brought it up myself. So this is like, a you know, we're not pitching, but I'm fascinated by this. Tell us more specifically about mm. how Vidyard can, like we're going right into it here, like tactical, it. tactical for our listeners. How specifically can Vidyard um, help our, help our listeners? And let me just, let me just like, you know, uh, uh, not tease you, but like poke the bear a little bit. Is video just like something new and therefore it gets higher response rates? Like, you know, facts, you know, at some point, at one point, Tyler, sending faxes to people when faxes were like not to be sent any longer. It was like, that's the great, that's a great thing to do because it was new and, and people weren't doing it. So is video just like, it's just a new thing. So that's why, you know, it's, it's increasing the open rates for people. Tell me more. So um, first of all, to be clear, you suggested that sending a video message to somebody is likely to get a higher view rate and response rate than sending a typical crappy old text-based email that they glance at and move on from. Um, generally speaking, that has been found to be true. Um, lots of studies, lots of great data coming back from sales reps saying, yes, they are getting 
higher engagement and response rates when sending videos to a prospect as opposed to sending other forms. Mm-hmm. Now, to your second point, is it just because it's a novelty trick and it's new and it's different? Um, you know what? There is a little bit of that. So it really does stand out in today's inbox, right? Most people's inbox is just, you know, an, a, a graveyard of text-based emails that they haven't responded to. And suddenly you get an email and you, you, you know, interesting subject line that says, made you this video and you click it and you open it and you see this thumbnail image for a video. And, you know, there's, there's KG there waving at you. And you're like, well, this is interesting. It's different. It definitely stands out because it's visual. Um, so the novelty factor is a small part of it. Mm-hmm. But the bigger thing that happens there is that the expectation of value in that message goes way up compared to other emails that people get, right? Like when you open that regular email and you see some text and some bullet points and we can help you increase your ROI, mm-hmm. right? Whatever, right? You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you and everybody else, right? Like, mm-hmm. thanks for taking the time to put my name in here at least. Yeah. But when I get a video from you and it's actually like KG in it, and you suggest that you actually made this for me, my immediate expectation of value goes up, right? It's like, okay, so he made me this video legitimately. He must have something reasonable to say, or he wouldn't have put himself out there on camera like that. Um, I'm gonna get to meet him in addition to hearing his message. I think I'll roll the dice on this and see. And so there's a little bit of that, um, you know, that goes along with it of a greater expectation of value from, uh, from getting that video. And then once you click play, hopefully you click play and you start watching, it can be a pretty great experience for those 30 to 60 seconds, if you can, because um, you get to know the person, you get to hear them, you get to see them. Um, and sometimes you get to actually see some things that help explain the idea in better ways. So it's working really well for a lot of sales reps who are figuring out the nuances to how to make a video message work. Give me, give me some of the stats. What, what are some of the stats that, that you use in your marketing materials about the effectiveness yeah. or the improvements uh, that, that using video, generally speaking, or even Vidyard in particular, yeah. uh, uh, can, uh, can help? So I'll start with the basics. And I'm, I promise not to be outrageous because some stats are just like, okay, that's just, you know, that, that's best in class, right? The, the real data, um, first and foremost, there was one um, actual a uh, quantitative study done by a company called Sales Loft, um, mm-hmm. who manages the email sequences, right? A lot of companies use them for delivering their prospecting emails. And they analyzed, it was like around 200 million different email sequences sent through their platform. And they found from the pure data that those email sequences that included video messages within them had on average a 26% higher response rate than those that didn't have video messages as part of them. So that was the baseline. That didn't look at whether or not those videos were any good, whether they Mm -hmm. followed best practices and so on. That was the data average across all of their users, you know, um, whether they were sending videos or not. So they did see a lift on average. Um, Building on that, when we survey sales reps, again, that data, of course, it's survey-based, so take it with a grain of salt, but we find that north of 70% um, who are using video in their outreach report higher response rates when sending videos. And the best in class, so this is the goal post you can shoot for, and I hear this consistently from the top performers, mm-hmm. they found that when they're doing video really well, really personalizing them, um, they always come back and say, we're seeing somewhere between two to three times higher response rates when sending these videos. So we're going- That's from- insane. to 10% or something like that. So that's That's a benchmark for success. Yeah. So, so Tyler, over time, I can remember 10 years ago, maybe even 
12 years ago, back in the corporate world, we call them video voicemails. We get all the reps dressed up, you know, suit and tie, and they, they would say, hey, I'm trying to reach you. And if you would pick up, here's the message I was going to say. Now, back then, I mean, you didn't have compression rates. The files were big. People were yeah. worried about getting viruses. What are the things that have happened along uh, that time that has made it easier for companies to adopt uh, video? Yeah. Um, maybe even not the yeah. companies themselves, but the reps themselves that are trying to pitch with their, their product. That's, that's the big thing. So first of all, let me say, um, I'm impressed and you were way ahead of your time if you were actually making and sending videos to prospects. One, two, three, four. Call. trying to do it right we've been trained to be polite call we've been sitting here instead me the phone tied to our head call the phone tied to our head me call me we'd love to help you grow call Let everyone around you know me the place to be is here call help you read a new career Create a new career. Cause you can help me find ones you ever find. Give us a call. Cause we can help you find ones you ever find. Give us a call. Call. Hello and thanks for tuning in. My name is Ed Abante, and as you can see, I'm part of a fun and creative team here at CareerBuilder. I'd love to set aside some time on the phone to learn a little bit about your organization and find out how we can work together to be an asset to your organization. Please give me a call at 773-527-2493 or simply respond to this video voicemail. I hope you enjoyed the video and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Take care. Uh, 10 years ago. I wish I had known you then, and we'd be way <laughs> further along in our journey. Um, but the interesting thing, actually, the, the backstory to our, our tool that enables people to do this, which is free, by the way. So any of you can go and do what we're talking about here. So just, you know, as, as you listen, keep that in mind. Um, we actually started there as well, our own sales team, because we were selling video technology at that time to marketers. Uh, our own sales reps were sending emails, making calls. And I, I still remember, you know, this was about five years ago, six years ago, um, one of the reps on our team came to us and said, hey, check out this response I got from one of my prospects. They said, if you're selling a video platform, why aren't you sending me videos? And he said, can you guys help me make some videos for my prospects? And we <clears> went, that's a great idea. So we did exactly what you talked about. We like recorded video. We would like upload them somewhere, you know, and then you'd, you'd get the link and you'd send the link over and you hope they watch. And it was a very laborious process, both for like recording and uploading the video, but also not a really smooth process for the viewer um, because they never really knew what was behind the link and so on. Mm -hmm. So we actually set about to like, we were like, but it worked, right? Like whenever they sent these videos, they always got a great response. Um, so we said, let's see if we can like kind of build a little product to do this since we're in the video tech space. So we did that and we really focused on that user experience. We said, it has to be so simple. Even a sales rep can use it. All right. I'm, I'm sorry if I, you know, uh, <laughs> assholes, right? I can say that. Oh, yeah. we're, keep, we're keeping that. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, and so we, uh, so that was really the mission we went on and we, 
built a tool that was a Chrome extension. So if you're in your browser where you're normally sending emails, one click of a Chrome extension, it pops up a little dialogue that says, do you want to record your webcam or your screen or both? You pick which one you want, start recording, deliver your message. As soon as you hit stop, that video is immediately ready to be sent to the prospect. You don't have to manually upload it, right? It's suddenly in the cloud and it's got its own dedicated page that it plays back on. So it's got its own unique link. Um, now, equally important is that page that it lives on. Um, if you're using the free version, it's Vidyard branded because we're not a charity. Yeah, but right. if you're using the actual business version, that page is fully branded for your company. So it looks like a page on your own website, right? Mm -hmm. So all of that just literally happens with three clicks, like record, done, copy, paste the link. Um, the last thing that we did was we made it really easy in email to be able to pop the thumbnail image for it into the email itself. So when they open it, they don't just see the link, they actually see that thumbnail image of you waving, or maybe it's a video where you've got doing a screen share and you're on their website and their website is up on the thumbnail behind you, right? And they're like, oh, this looks interesting. Why is this person on my website? So that was the other really nice little piece to it to make it easy, but also ensure that people will click into it and watch. And all of that is, yeah, it's just, it's transactional today. There's free tools. You can do this right now and it works really well. You think text email is going to go away? It's going to be all videos? No, I don't think so. And frankly, I don't want to be in that world either where I'm expected yeah. to have to watch a video every time I'm getting a message. Yeah. Um, I think it's a balance, right? There's um, lots of benefits and positives to video, as we all know, right? It allows you to put yourself out there, put a face to the name, allows you to bring your body language back into your message that's so missing from text-based emails. It allows you to use visuals, to use tone, all these little things that are important. On the flip side, it's a streaming-based medium, right? It's not easy to skim. Um, and it's something where, again, people, especially if you don't yet have rapport with them, if it's a cold message, they may not want to click that play button. And if it's any more than 30 or 60 seconds, they might not stay tuned to it. So there's lots of cases where a quick text-based email that I can skim totally makes sense, but also giving this opportunity for people to use videos at times where putting themselves out there, right? There's all these reasons why a video can help. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think we'll be, a, you know, we'll be using both of them harmoniously. Let me, let me ask it a different way. Let's say uh, you got a six week cycle, you're going to do eight contacts. What yep. would be the ratio of text to video you think? Yeah. Um, so we usually see people doing one to two videos as part of that, let's call it an eight touch outreach um, sequence. And, uh, you know, there'll be, those other touches are going to be the good old, you know, there's going to be a couple of text-based emails. There's going to be the phone call with the voicemail. There's going to be a social connect. Um, but the way that you end up doing it is you say, okay, early on in that outreach, I'm going to send a video because as early as possible, I want them to get to see me. Frankly, whether or not they click the play button, if they see that thumbnail image with me, there's an immediate association now of you as a real person. Mm. Right. So when I when I get that phone call later and I don't answer it, but I see your name come up in my call display, I will actually picture you in my head because I'll remember what you looked like. Right. It makes you more memorable in that way. Um, if they do click that play button, they get to hear you right now. Early on, again, they're actually you're building rapport, like whether you know it or not, just mm. them seeing you and hearing you builds rapport. So do that video early on. Then the other thing that you can start to do is your following touches can refer back to that hero video you made, right? So your next voicemail, you don't say, hey, it's Tyler, call me back at this number because they're not gonna. You say, huh. hey, it's Tyler here. I sent you a video yesterday that I made for you because I wanted to show you how this thing worked. 
Um, I would love your feedback on it. Just search your inbox for Tyler Vidyard and you'll find it, right? You're, you're, you're calling out that video you made for them. Yeah. That next text-based email is bubbling it up. And it's like, hey, any feedback on this video that I spent hours making for you? It was really only two minutes. Yeah. But, you know, those sorts we'll, of things. We'll edit that really out. Well. <laughs> so, so, so the two videos, like what are the call to actions? What are you saving your big guns for, for those two videos? Yeah. The two um, touches out of eight in six weeks. Yeah. So what I like to do is in the, assuming I'm sending them via email, which is the most common practice, the email itself, the call to action in the text of the email is driving you to just watch the video, right? So even your last sentence in the email is, does the problem that I talked about in the video resonate with you, right? Whatever it is. So it's always linking back to, I want you to click that play button. In the video itself, that's where you're delivering whatever your typical call to action would be, right? It might be a, you know, would love to chat more about this. You know, let me know if you have time for a meeting. If that's your typical call to action, bring mm -hmm. that to life in your video. Mm -hmm. It might be more of a, um, uh, an informational, uh, it might be a, hey, I'd be happy to send you some additional details, or would you be interested in learning more about this customer who did something? Let me know if I can send you the case study, or mm -hmm. let me know if I can make you another video to dive into that a bit further, right? So these are all things you can do as part of this to, again, mm -hmm. just bring your existing calls to action to life, but in a new way through the video with a higher chance of getting that response. You know, long ago, people started saying, uh, experts started saying, uh, mostly selling social selling uh, products, by the way, were yeah. like voice voicemails are dead. And I remember Ken Krogh at InsightSales.com long ago did studies, kind of like South Sales Loft and Outreach do studies yeah. now. And they found that, that, that it's not dead. It's just, another, it's, it continues to be another medium in which you get your message across. And what you just said previously, Tyler, was, Instead of asking the call to action to be called back, which they're not going to do, yep. the call to action was in your voicemail, go look and you go look for the email, right? this video that I put together, search for this, 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 and getting a response via email goes up by using that, using that, uh, that tool as, as well. But I find that, you know, interesting in your, your, the best practices that you're suggesting is you're not asking for a call back. You're at, in the voicemail, you're asking them to go to the email and just right. look at the video, you know, from there. That's, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. If we had, uh, if we had our other co-host Jamie on, he's the ops guy. So he ends up being, you know, yeah, I know. The ops guy is always the guy that's going to say no. But he talks he, he talks about this concept of like drunken tool confetti where salespeople, oh, yeah. sales leaders, and and uh, and ops people, they're just like problem by tool, yeah. problem by tool. And now you got this sort of disjointed strategy. Well, no strategy Franken really Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, this Frankenstein of yeah. tools that are just like tactically solve this type. So- yeah. How does how does video yeah. uh, and a video platform, generally speaking, fit into your like overall, you know, ops yeah. strategy and tools that are associated with that? Got any thoughts there? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, a great question. So uh, first and foremost, you want to be mindful that these videos are a new way to communicate your message via your existing channels and tech that you're using. Right. So you're already investing in email or a sequencing tool like a sales loft or a Zant or, um, you know, an outreach or others. Tools like Vidyard natively integrate with those. So right inside of sales loft or outreach or Zant, there's a Vidyard button. You can click it, record the video, send it. So make sure first and foremost that it's something that plays naturally with those other tools. So the rep doesn't have to go and find something else. Right. 
If they're mm-hmm. sending their messages through Gmail, Outlook, Xant, and so on, make sure your tool is just part of those to make it easy on the reps to maximize adoption because maximizing mm-hmm. the option is going to maximize ROI. Mm-hmm. So that's one important thing. It's something that we at Vidyard have focused a lot on, uh, making sure that that's seamless. Um, the second thing is from a, a backend um, data perspective, right? You want to, you know, hopefully have a solution where any of the data that's being collected and coming back, the analytics, are able to then be um, integrated into your existing reporting tools, which mm-hmm. is probably going to be something like a Salesforce or a HubSpot or whatever that happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something else you want to look for. Um, again, not surprisingly, that's something that you know tools like Vidyard uh, are able to do. So you know we'll track who's watching your videos, how long are they engaging with them. We'll get that data back to you as a rep, so you'll know. Oh, cool, KG just watched this video but it also goes into Salesforce or whatever it is that you're using. So you can report back later on and actually prove and say, oh yeah, we're getting higher response rates in sales loft. And we're actually seeing um, opportunities that have watched videos close at a higher rate in mm-hmm. Salesforce because all that data is connecting through. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the things to be mindful of from an ops perspective so that tools like this don't live in isolation, that yeah. they effectively add a layer into the stack you're using today for long-term value. The attention span of people now with uh, YouTube shorts, okay, one minute, it's almost like you have 10 minutes worth of information, but you have to split it up 10 different ways in order to get somebody to watch it. Oh, sorry about that. What were you saying, Pete? I um, I tuned out there for a second. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> like, what? Is it 30 seconds? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. like well, well well, okay, we all talk yeah, about yeah. the good old, we all talk about the goldfish, right? The gold, the, yeah. the good old, like, oh, humans have a shorter attention span than goldfish. Now goldfish yeah. have eight seconds. We have seven seconds, right? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's one truth and one lie in that statement. The one truth, no, you know, I'll start with the lie. The lie is actually that we have short attention spans. Let me ask you, like, have you ever sat down and watched episode after episode of your favorite show and just like sat there for five hours, binging the hell out of it. Yeah. Right. Of course. Your attention span is fine. What you don't have is you lack a tolerance for shitty content, right? Like, could you repeat that? We do have attention span for things that engage us, that resonate with us, that are relevant. Right. Um, But the truth in the goldfish analogy is that if something doesn't capture our attention, we're not within that five to six seconds. We have an infinite number of things we could be paying attention to now that, and those are all competing at a very high level, right? Like even that cat video over there is really good. Like it's really good. And I really wanna go watch that. So we're competing with so many other distractions that are so resonant with people that we have to up our game. The last piece of it is if I do actually watch for those first five seconds in a video, how long am I really gonna watch? Um, which is a question I always get from people, right? Like, how long should my sales videos be? Um, and if it's somebody that you don't have a relationship with, they haven't asked for it, right? You're sending them a cold video, um, 30 to 60 seconds max, right? Um, even 60 seconds is even getting a little bit long. Mm. And that, again, it's, that's an assumption that they haven't asked for it yet. You're intruding in their inbox, And so there's only so much time they're going to give you to get your message out. Once they respond and they ask for something and they say, hey, Pete, this actually sounds really interesting. Could you send me more details on that? Then that can be a three-minute video. It could be a five-minute video if it's something they really want to learn about. 
-hmm. But those first prospecting videos, you do have to be mindful of the goldfish and go, yeah, the first few seconds got to get their attention and I'm not going to have it for more than 30 to 60 seconds. His answer is not going to be a YouTube short, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seconds. But I mean, you know, one minute, 30 seconds, you have five minutes of content. Is it 30 seconds a piece? It's almost like yeah. they're not going to listen uh, until they're sufficiently motivated or they need it. So it has to be found readily. And then once mm -hmm. they look for it, it has to be in a format, which they're going to stick to for 30 to yeah. one, one, 30 seconds to one minute. So is there a fine line between authentic and highly produced? Because people are going to use your your company because uh, that's pretty cool. They're going to use your, back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> They're going to use your company because they don't want it to look like crap, but you don't want it yep. to look too good. What's where's the yep. fine line, or is there one? Yeah, it's a it's actually a really big question generally with both marketing and sales videos today. Is mm. like the you know, the authentic raw, and I like to call them raw authentic, um, versus, Ooh. uh, highly produced, you know, That's kind of things. Yeah. Raw authentic, take it, run with it. Let's make it a thing. Raw authentic. Um, so with the sales videos, right, this is where, um, you're sending a message over one-to-one, -one. um, simple, authentic, not scripted, prepared, but not scripted, really, really mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it should be done in a way where it's you being yourself talking naturally to the camera. You may have again, visual supporting you. Um, we find with sales reps more often, they actually send a video where it's a screen share plus their camera, right? More often than it's just themselves on camera. Um, it's a really neat way, right? You can bring up their website, their LinkedIn profile, something you learned about them while researching them, um, up on your screen with your face on the other half. And you can, you know, sort of deliver your message and use those supporting visuals. And so in that way, those are little hacks to like keep their attention, show them some relevance. Um, but it can also help you actually keep your message short because you can be really specific of like, hey, this is something I found out about you. I help people solve that pain. If it's something of interest, you know, let me share some more. Doing it in a way that's authentic and real is really, really important. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's really where it ends. It doesn't mean you can't make your bed, uh, you know, <laughs> like look reasonably professional. Yeah. Um, but don't overdo it. Don't have your logo up behind you. Forget about it. Like this is just human to human connect for real. Well, so what, what are some of the other, you know, popular trends, uh, video trends, B2B video trends for 2022 that you've, uh, that you've come across then? Staying on the, the sales use thread. Um, we talked a lot about using it as part of prospecting. Um, but more and more, we're seeing uh, account reps, account executives uh, using video message, recorded videos throughout the whole sales process, right? So it's, again, a customer is asked a question and we want to answer that question, but we don't want to type it out in an email. So what will we traditionally do? Well, we'd like be like, hey, let's book a call for like Friday and we'll talk about that, right? And mm -hmm. then it, two weeks later, the call hasn't happened for 20 different reasons. Um, just pause and go, you know what? I'll make you, I'll record a video and I'll answer that question clearly for you. I might again, share something on my screen to show you how it worked and I'll send that video over to you. And what that starts to do is it accelerates your sales process because you're not waiting for all of those live calls. Mm -hmm. Also giving that person on the other side, well, something they can watch on their own time, but something they can easily forward around to anybody else who needs to be in the loop. So now you're actually creating this really neat sort of 
asynchronous self-serve selling model where, but it's still personalized, right? Like I can still make something for you, send it over. So we're seeing reps use it for like answering questions, doing little demos, um, recording a walkthrough of their sales proposal, right? To answer the questions that they might have when they're going through it. So that sort of thing is really starting to work well. And we're seeing lots of reps figuring those things out. And then right through this, right through the customer life cycle, right? Like account managers, customer success reps um, are just using short videos to introduce themselves to clients, to update them on new capabilities, um, sending that very timely video a month before renewal so that when the renewal time comes, they know who you are again, right? Um, even those like micro videos are micro moments of FaceTime you're getting with them. Right. Right. And so now all of a sudden over the course of those months, they've watched you in video format for, I don't know, five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. So when it comes time for that renewal discussion, they know you, right? It's not like that. Oh yeah. You're that email address that I can't even remember what you sound like after mm -hmm. all these months. And by the way, we're moving to another vendor. Um, so all those things are starting to happen. And, and I think just kind of democratizing this use of video as a way to deliver our messages in a world where we can't keep relying on in-person or even live calls on Zoom and other things. It's just not the way people are doing business anymore. Success people uh, could use video because it, it's so hard for them to get a hold of clients to give an update because you're trying to justify your, your existence. It's yeah. almost like you've got to do like a news report uh, Hey, I know you're busy, but here's, you know, do, 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 here's your three minute news report of what, what's happened. You don't even have to get with them. I think that would be, that, that would be uh, kind of cool. Uh, well, unfortunately, and that, yeah. oh, sorry, I was just going to say in that example, um, you don't even have to do that one-to-one -one for people, right? It can be like, Hey, there's this something, you know, here's my monthly yeah, update on this new feature launched, this new great thing happened, this new resource. You can make that video yourself once and send it out to all 30, 50 of your clients, whatever it is. So yeah, these are like just these new ways to communicate those things. We got to get out there. I love it. And then, then you got the reps that it's the last day of the quarter. They're trying to get to quota. They get their hungry family in the background. Please click that DocuSign. <laughs> Don't do that. Come on. Uh, you know what? Guilt is a powerful motivator and uh, <laughs> don't do the family in the background, but that quick message of just like a video, like literally a 10 second video of like, hey, Pete, just checking in, um, you know, really hoping to get that, uh, you know, signed today so that we can start the onboarding next week. Let me know what you're still missing, right? Like I got, I got ramen noodles here, steak here. <laughs> <laughs> you control but, but, what I get to have for dinner. <laughs> but, but, you know, what, what's so funny about that is that like, I, you know, I, I don't particularly like that, that as a strategy on the last day of the month or the last day of the quarter. Yeah. But what I'm learning from Tyler, though, is that it would actually be kind of entertaining if you literally did the ramen and steak <laughs> and, and made a joke out of it, actually, as opposed to what some salespeople do. They go like, literally, yeah. I'll get fired if I don't close this deal or whatever. And like right. that, that and using video to be like, you know, here's ramen and here's like a steak. It might actually be something that catches somebody's attention on a stressful day. And that's yeah. Uh, the creativity is, is, is fascinating, especially if it's in service, Tyler, of, you know, getting, getting response rates and getting the attention of our crazy, busy buyers, which is harder and harder and harder these days. No, no, we're, we're helping them. All we're doing is helping them. Right. That's it. So response, cool. what, what, what is good response? You know what I mean? It's like they use you. They say, oh, you said I was yeah. going to get, you know, blah, blah, and they hold you set expectations. What, Look, if, if, you, if you use video, it's better than not using video, right? 
Generally speaking, it absolutely is. Um, and the answer is higher than what you're getting today, right? Like that's, that's the honest thing, right? It's like, you've got your own benchmark. Everybody's is different. The point of this is to elevate the engagement and response to your overall outreach, right? And again, for some people, it's like they send a video and those messages themselves get way higher responses. Other people find that, hey, video, yeah, it's one part of my overall sequence, but at a macro level, I'm getting more responses now because of how I've made it a part of what I do. So that's really the honest answer is it's higher than you're getting today. Um, and there are lots of little things that you can do. And we're happy to share, you know, some links to some resources to, to help you understand how to try to maximize that, that opportunity. Because if you go out and send a shitty video, well, yeah, you're, you, it's just, you're not going to see the results, right? Just doing a video isn't, isn't going to solve your problem. Um, mm -hmm. You got to be smart about like, okay, what can I do as part of a video to yeah entice them to watch it, to create that early bond, to get them to respond, all those little things that go into it, which you learn as you go, much like you do with anything else. Mm -hmm. um, but there are lots of tips there where people are like, oh yeah, originally I was getting the same response rate. And then I tried these three things and all of a sudden it boosted because my videos were way better, way more engaging, way more interesting. So. Or, because 12 years ago, there wasn't success reps, you know, there wasn't rev ops and all these yeah. crappy terms, but huh. uh, you would, uh, if a rep was going to get promoted and moving on, you know, the, the accounts would stay, the rep would go, and you'd have to have some type of handoff. You couldn't yeah. get a, it's, it's ideally to get them on the phone together and say, hey, this is your new rep. But if you have the new rep together and, you know, pass the football over she's going to carry he's going to carry the ball uh it helps because uh you know when that relationship goes sometimes you know the the business goes as well so that's another yeah uh, de decent video yep yep yeah we see that from sdr to ae handoff right it's yep. like if you can actually do a video together um you know sometimes what people will do so vidyard while it, it has the tool for you to record your own video and send it um, you can also upload any other video you've recorded and send it out in the same way. So what some people will do in that mode is they'll record a Zoom just like this. So they'll get the SDR, or the AE or whatever it is, or the AE and the new one um, and a little Zoom together. They'll hit record and they'll go, hey, it's me. And I want to introduce you to your new rep. And they're like, hey, this is me. I like pina coladas and walks in the rain. What is it? We'll edit <laughs> in the it. music afterwards. Long walks in the rain. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> Or, yeah. or even have the manager there that says, hey, these are, you know, yeah. the, the buck stops here. You know, I'm the, yep. uh, I, I'm the manager here. The two here's they're going to carry the relationship. You got a problem. Get a hold of me. That's right. I think that's that's very powerful as well. OK. Uh, talk to us about your book. How can we plug your book, Tyler? Oh, the book is uh, it's called The Visual Sale. I won't grab my copy. I don't I don't uh, have a but, visual. Uh, it's been, uh, uh, I wrote the book, uh, co-authored with, uh, with a fine gentleman named Marcus Sheridan. Uh, we wrote the book uh, about a year and a half ago, um, shortly after the pandemic hit. And uh, it's basically um, an overview of different ways to be using video in today's business world from you know first touch of marketing all the way through to last touch of sales and customer success. Um, so we actually, you know, we have dedicated chapters to all of these different areas of the business, different areas of marketing, different areas of sales with just super practical and tactical advice. What kinds of videos work? How do you go about creating them? Um, and maybe equally important, how do you create a culture of video within your company? Because if you believe that going forward, communicating with video is going to be important, 
um, it, it's, it, you, you've got to figure it out, right? Like you actually have to take that seriously and you have to say, okay, just having Zoom accounts for everybody isn't, you know, isn't the be all and end all. So let's get behind this. Like, let's actually figure out like our executives should be sending company updates through a video message, like record yourself for five minutes, send that out so everybody can see you and hear you rather than have to read a big long email or go over a, a PowerPoint, right? So there's all these ways in which you can do that. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the book. It's very tactical, very actionable uh, about all different ways you can embrace video as part of your, your go-to-market in uh, today's business world. Yeah, because corporate brand and consumer brand are two separate things. Not a lot of companies figure that out because getting to recruiting, oh, why should I work there? Well, let me tell you all the consumer reasons why, but no, why should I work for your company specific, you know? Right. The corporate side of things, they don't, they don't get it. So that's another, do you do any of that, that type of work? Can I find that in the book as well? Like I want, cause right now everybody, it's a fist fight for employees, right? Yeah. yeah. You can work well, here I, or on the moon. Who cares? I need people. How do you, how do you use video to uh, build up the corporate brand for somebody to work for you? You're, you're totally right. And it's part of like, just like recruitment. And, you know, I mean, a, you can just use videos to really create transparency in your organization um, but I think it's even more important for yeah, your existing employee base, because we are in a world now where um, employee experience is changing really dramatically. And we all know that also the ability for them to leave and go to another organization is also, you know, those barriers are gone. So we do need to think carefully, like, what is the experience we're creating for people? Um, how are we creating meaningful connections between employees? How are we creating empathy amongst our employees when we may not all be in the office together all, all the time now. And video messages are like one of a number of different ways that you can do that. The difference between, you know, a team leader or an executive sending out a weekly video update to their team or their company versus, you know, doing a live town hall call where, you know, probably 30 to 40% of people don't show up. Um, and they're boring, um, or sending out a big update email with a whole bunch of bullets, right? It's very different. And so that ability to see them, to hear them is really, really important. And the last point I'll make on that as somebody who creates these videos, if you're an executive or a team leader or whatever, recording videos and sending them out to your teams is again, this is an opportunity for you to relate to them you know, in, in a peer-based way. It goes back to this notion of like raw authenticity. <laughs> uh, you know, I hear time and again from, from customers where they're like, Hey, we sent out the video of the executive in their suit and tie in the boardroom that we produced with all these cameras and like engagement was like, and then all of a sudden we said, you know what, we're not even going to come to your home or office. You, while you're at home at your kitchen counter, I want you to just record your screen and yourself on camera and just, just like talk naturally about this stuff. Like all of a sudden people start watching it. Right. And then and then in one of them, they're wearing a cowboy hat and people watch that one twice because they're like, why is he wearing a cowboy hat? Um, and so these are like these little moments where we can actually start to create those, um, those bonds with people and just, you know, allow them to relate with us more as people. Um, videos like these can, can go a long way with that. The one other area that I'm particularly uh, proud of these days that I've been working on, um, I mentioned I launched the sales feed media network as an extension to what we do here at Vidyard. Um, and sales feed is a <laughs> endeavor to really get a few people on my team behind creating, you know, what I think is really great, both educational and entertainment content for the sales community, 
um, to help people both laugh and learn in today's world of sales, but to do so with like modern formats, right? So we are, we have a TikTok channel that we went, you know, we're over 40,000 followers now in under six months where we're creating both educational and just, you know, let me get a laugh in before my next rejection on a cold call. Um, <laughs> that's working really well. And we're just getting a lot of people that are, are really um, aligning to that. Um, we've launched a few new shows on our YouTube channel, one called Sales Stuff Explained, where we're doing an ongoing series of really well-produced explainer style videos for key topics in sales. Mm -hmm. Our first episode was on the discovery call, right? So what is a discovery call? What are the best practices? And we brought in voices of experts from the community to participate in that. So it's been a really um, interesting endeavor. And uh, for, for any of you in the, the sales arena, I encourage you to check it out. Um, you know, you can, I'm sure, check the show notes, but it's salesfeedmedia.com is the place to start. And you can uh, follow our different channels. And we've got a free newsletter where we bring the best of our network to you on a weekly basis. How do you monetize TikTok? I got people with 400,000 followers and all this, and they're not making any money because it's not yep. going to, YouTube's the only one that pays you. Like, how do you? Well, I'll tell you how we, uh, how we monetize it, Pete. And, and so all of you listening, this is how I'm just going between to monetize us. Just between you. Um, you don't directly monetize TikTok. You use TikTok to create an actively engaged community and you have a really easy, light call to action from there to take them down your conversion path. So for us, it's as you're engaging in our TikToks daily basis, um, mm -hmm. our light call to action is sign up for our weekly newsletter where you're going to get this and other great stuff that we're doing. A percentage of our audience will subscribe to our newsletter. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, a percentage of those people will become Vidyard users and eventually become Vidyard customers. And so I have no idea yet if there's a positive ROI, Pete. I'm, I, I, don't, I, I don't know yet. Look, you, but you're like trusting you're, the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm having a hell of a time doing it because I've got people on my team dressing up as Batman doing TikToks and it makes me laugh. And so okay, <laughs> at the very least, we're relieving some pressure for us and people around us. I'm going to call that a win. Hey, it beats working in accounting. <laughs> K, K, or or RevOps, right? Or RevOps. If you could choose just simply one prospecting channel to use, what would that prospecting channel be? It would be email with video. Tyler's got 12,000 uh, Twitter followers. What do you think about Elon going in with his 9%, Tyler? Think that'll clean things up? Oh, oh, oh yeah. That, I mean, that can only turn out well. Like, let's go. <laughs> can, can only go well. <laughs> All right. So, so we can get a hold of you on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Vidyard, uh, yeah. Instagram. Uh, we'll put all the links in there. And then, of course, YouTube. What's the name of your channel again? Uh, sales Feed. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Sassholes. On behalf of Jamie, who's not here, KG, myself, Pete, and Justin, who's out there torturing somebody in the sales operations world, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to our newsletter and the podcast notes. And hey, you can always buy us a beer on Patreon slash Sassholes. And if you get the itch, subscribe to us on YouTube. We thank you for listening. Cue the non-copyrighted music. Music